most popular documentaries right now on Amazon Prime or Netflix. I don't even know what's on. It's on Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime is Shiny Happy People. Uh, it's about the Duggars and about the Gothard movement in homeschooling. And today on Live Talks, we're gonna we're going to discuss these uh, th- this documentary series and some others that are like it. Because as Christians, how do you respond? How do you respond when you see something that? you know, seemingly gives Christians a black eye. And so today on Life Talks, that's what we want to discuss. I'm Ben. I'm here with Dan. We are the teaching pastors at Life Fellowship here in Cornelius, North Carolina. Um, Dan, this is, uh, you know, we, we, you and I, when Monday you came back from vacation, mm-hmm. we sat down and I said, Dan, you have to watch Shiny. And you, you immediately were like, oh, you don't have to tell me to watch that. <laughs> yeah. My response was visceral. Yeah. Um, and so in full disclosure... Um, there was a period in my life of about five years when I was very interested in some of the teachings of Bill Gothard, who's Mm -hmm. one of the featured characters in this, uh, and his Institute in Basic Life Principles. Mm -hmm. So, you know, getting some context and some history, there's the, the, the documentary Shiny Happy Families or People or whatever it is, is, is an interesting expose on primarily the Duggar family. Right. The Duggar family had the hit show 19 and Counting. I think when it started off, it was 14 and yeah, Counting. Yeah, something like that. And yeah. um, <clears throat> and this is an Arkansas family mm-hmm. uh, featuring Jim Bob, <laughs> insert joke here, uh, and his wife, mm-hmm. uh, who kept popping out kids on a regular mm-hmm. basis. They were unique in that this was a very devoutly religious family mm-hmm. of, the, of, of an independent Baptist mm-hmm. uh, affiliation. Yeah. Um, but as things became more and more well-known about the family. It was also, they were part of this Institute of Biblical uh, or Basic Life Principles uh, that was affiliated with a guy by the name of Bill Gothard. Mm. Bill Gothard's an interesting fellow. He's now in his late 80s, early 90s. He's he's ancient. Um, But in 1961, he came out of Wheaton University, Wheaton College, and and started this movement that was kind of an outgrowth out of Youth for Christ and Mm -hmm. some other youth meetings. And uh, he began working um, and, and developing these sets of principles, biblical mm. principles. Um, and they, they took fire. Yeah. They, they really did. By the late 1970s, 1980s, he was filling large conference centers yes. with, with people. And thousands he, and yeah, thousands. Yeah, it was interesting also because he was, he was at the cutting edge of communication in that he actually had them professionally taped. This was before videotape mm. proje- and, and projectors and all these things. Mm-hmm. And, and they would be put on big screens. Mm. These Many of these, in fact, most of these were not live. He would do a few a year that were live, but these were taped. They were multi-night. I think uh, some of them were five nights plus Saturday or four nights plus Saturday. Mm. And, and you would go, you'd pay a substantial fee to go. I think it was $100 back in the 80s, 70s and 80s. Mm. And and then they had high quality books that were published by Rand McNally, mm. who at that time was, you know, like they were the world book publishers, right, and right. a lot of educational academic books. These books cost 35, 40, 45 bucks wow. in the 80s. Oh, wow. um, and the money was just pouring in. He built this large headquarters and kept adding to his program and adding to his program. Yeah. So by the late 18 or 1980s, he had developed <clears throat> this, this kind of this institute where 
Um, he was developing homeschool curriculum. He was mm. an early pioneer in homeschool education, and uh, but it was a very unusual approach to it. It was not the standard scope and sequence that most academics used. It was kind of a chase a subject and use a lot of biblical worldview type mm. uh, apologetic approaches to it. Um, I was early in, in my educational career during that time, so mm. I did some exploration. I actually went with my wife to um, one of the, the, the conferences in yeah. Miami Beach. Mm. I, we drove down right after we were married. I mean, we hadn't been married 60 days. We were, we were going down there. Um, and so she's I, trying to whip you into shape, man. She, you know, cause she was an alumni. <laughs> I, this was my first time and she, she forced me to go. And, and, and so I sat through that for the week. And then the pastor of the church where I worked at that time as a, a Christian school teacher, they had pastors conferences all over mm. the country and Gothard would come in person to these. And so I went to a couple of those in Tampa because I was part of the ch- church mm-hmm. staff mm-hmm. in 1989, 88 or 89, I believe it was 89. Uh, maybe in 88, um, I went to one in Tampa, in Temple Heights area of Tampa. And uh, everything he said, I just had huge issues with. Mm. It just, it was it was an abomination. And that was the end of my journey with right, him. Right. Um, he used an unusual hermeneutic, which is the principles of Bible study, which is called proof texting. He would take a verse or an illustration out of scripture and build principles out of it. Many of them were good. Mm. But some of them were way off base. They were extrapolations that 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 went beyond normal hermeneutics and good sound theology. Mm, mm. But he was a force of nature. He was a he was a, he was a huge. He would be in the in the late seventies and early eighties equivalent of promise keepers to men in the nineties. Right. Um, right. And, you know, every once in a while, this big movement takes up evangelicalism. But a lot of people, including the Duggars, started listening to him almost in a cultic fashion. Yeah. And he did not believe in birth control. Was one of his uh, mm. things that he he. He believed Cabbage Patch dolls were demonically yeah. inspired and you were inviting <laughs> demons into your home. Um, he, he was against adoption because you mm. inherit the sins of the of the parents and mm. and uh, previous generations. And So he had some bizarro act, uh, yeah. beliefs that he used principles that he was big into certain kinds of health food. Yeah. Um, and he made them, wrapped them all in a spiritual argument. So the Duggars got vo- very involved in this. They quit using birth control because of that. Mm. They were very conservative theologically and in their applications of their theology. So the girls only wore dresses. They never right. wore slacks. Some of this came out of Gothard, but some of it came out of the independent Baptist setting. Yeah, there, are, there's a couple different influences, obviously, that that you could see. I mean, Gothard was the main one, but there's, I mean, yeah. y- you and I grew up in independent Baptist circles where, you know, Guys weren't allowed to wear shorts. Girls weren't were only allowed to wear. You know what I mean? Like just yeah. different things that you felt like externals, certain hair, certain style of hair. Yeah, and and no makeup, no makeup, limited jewelry, just all kinds of even external. the way the wife on the show talked. She talked in a very and this is part of that culture. <laughs> you know, they're like they're all kindergarten teachers and they don't have edges on their voices. Um, and that sounds super sarcastic, but I, I kind of grew up in in that world. Not yeah. not my, my parents didn't buy into that, but right. I was very familiar with that. But the Duggar family show took off because everybody liked to see all these little kids. It's like watching the Amish. Oh yeah, it was it was a. Uh, I remember watching it with with our with our family, and and it was kind of like this. I don't want to say sideshow, but it was like, how does a family of 17 kids, 18, 18 like, how do they do that? Yeah, you know? they have a bus. There's a, there's a curiosity <laughs> to the style. And I think, you know, we were homeschooling at the time, but I, I got to be honest with you. It's not, I, I hate always being the person who's saying in the rearview mirror, I told you so. But I'm just telling you right now, Dan. Yeah. Within the first two episodes of watching this family, I said to myself, there's something wrong with those people. Yeah, I, didn't, I mean, I, I didn't make it through the first. I have never seen a complete episode of them for the same reason. <laughs> when I saw 
when Mom, I, when I, I can't remember. I think it might have been the second episode we saw was that they Jim Bob and his sons ran this 5K all in their jeans because they didn't <laughs> want to wear shorts because they didn't want to let other people see their thighs. And I thought, yeah, there's something weird about them. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I just, I, I, there, there was still this admiration of it looked like they were obedient. And I think families are, are but then when you watch the documentary, you realize, this is not obedience that's rooted in love. This is obedience that's rooted in f- it's fear based and it's it's manipulation and it's there's real there's a dark side to this fundamentalism and a dark side to this legalism that that really damages people. Yeah, and that dark side was the end of the show. Yeah, because their son who Josh, grew up, Josh, yeah. became a leader in pro family. Um, uh, lobbying in Washington was working for the Family Research Council. Was discovered he he had had multiple affairs. He was mm. on that Ashley is it Ashley Madison? I think it was Ashley Madison. Yeah, and and then also had a pornography addiction. Mm-hmm. Um, was fired. Went through some sort of rehabilitation. And again, under a Gothard influenced program, and then later found out he was downloading child pornography and is in prison today. Right. Bill Gothard himself, who never married, interestingly, mm. who was giving all kinds of parenting advice, having never parented. <laughs> Unbelievable. Um, but but so in his 80s, some of the girls that were sent by their parents to work in this institute, um, you know, uh, became um, they came back and said, yeah, he was feeling me up. He was he was a lot uh, of sexual abuse happening. Yeah, it, it, it under, never under his watch. Yeah, and it by never him. perhaps went to a full blown affair, but it was way beyond the lines of yes. propriety. Yeah. And it basically. You know, he was dismissed by the board and the ministry's a shadow of what it used to be, even though they still exist at some level. The purpose of the of the documentary was to kind of shine a light on this experience because now multiple Duggar children and relatives are coming out saying, yeah, we thought it was weird too. Mm. Which again, like you said, it's kind of, you know, who wants to be a, a you know, a backwards looking prophet? It's mm-hmm. pretty convenient. Mm-hmm. But so that's where this whole thing came up, and that's why we decided we want to talk about it today. Yeah, I, I think that when you watch the series, there's a couple of things that you should feel as a Christian. And, and we're not saying you have to. I just know that this is front and center. People are watching this. And, and talking about and it. And talking about it, both Christians and non-Christians. And if you're going to watch it, um, I, I, I'll be honest with you, I haven't watched a minute of it. I just have heard, I feel like I've watched it because I talked with my wife and children who have seen every single minute of it. So every night at the dinner table, we're talking about this. And so, uh, again, part of it is I know I know what's what was most likely going to be said and done, and and I don't need to watch all the gory details. But just to, just to say, there, there's high levels of of dysfunction, high levels of hypocrisy, high levels of abuse that have transpired in that family and in a lot in that movement, right? Yep. And so the doc, but but I think it's important that we as Christians we never shy away from the truth. We always point out and say, "Listen, there are when abuse happens in the name of Jesus, you gotta point it out. It. Don't mm-hmm. don't cover it up." But there's also a part of me that mourns this issue because number one. Um, first of all, I am glad that the truth is coming out. It's important that victims of abuse and victims of this, of uh, that have been taken advantage of, get a point, get the opportunity to share their story. I think that's very important. What I do, what I what I hate is that people will use this as a means to lump all Christians in mm-hmm. together with this... Guilt by association. Guilt by association. Like, all Christians think like this. All Christians want to do this. All You know what I mean? And so... Not even all people who follow the Gothard principles <laughs> yeah. acted like that. There's a lot of people that did the Gothard thing that weren't like the Duggars, but but I, I think it's a... 
it's a black eye once again to people that identify as Christians. And that to me is the, as Christians, you got to keep your antenna up to say, what's the real purpose of this? I, I'm not saying that there shouldn't be documentaries that expose sin and evil within, you know, perverse Christian groups. I'm not saying that. But I, I get the I get the feeling after talking with my wife and my children about it that the agenda of the makers of this of this docuseries has more to do with instilling fear in the general population of of Christianity, a, a movement of uh, and a distrust of homeschool families. Like that's what I think. There's always an agenda behind yeah, everything. And I would take it a step further. I think there's two other part, parts of that. And kind of leaping ahead and we'll have to kind of circle back and fill in some blanks perhaps. But I I think there's a process of immunizing non-believers or even young believers um, against the traditional mom and dad yeah. responsible for their kids' education, uh, be wary of the government and yeah. its institutions. There's kind of an immunization going on. Say, this is what you get. This is right. extremism. Right. And everybody that doesn't fall into line is at some level to be associated or affiliated with them. Yeah, they, they take they take the biblical principle of you know, a husband being the 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 spiritual leader of their home and pervert it in such a way, a distort it in such a way that you look at it and say, that's not what it means, but it gives people the sense of, well, when people talk about husbands being the leaders in their home and, and fathers over their children, you know, that's what you get. Yeah. But that, that's, that's, that's so how, dangerous. That's how most of the media operates right now. Whether we're talking about social media or even the news media, it is find the most extreme example that you can, <laughs> yeah. put it on the front page and see how many clicks you can get. Yes. And that's yeah. what they've done here. Yeah. Um, I, I think that there's another portion of the agenda that's going on here that I'm really concerned about. Um, and and they, they took hard, hard stances. And by the way, I didn't watch the whole series. I... I when I first started watching, I cringed so hard I think I broke a tooth. I mean, it was it was, and then I kind of settled into I I I don't even like the term triggered, but I really felt triggered. Mm. I've I'd ha- I had a physical visceral, and so did my wife mm. because of our background. Yeah. There were some things there that brought up unpleasant memories yeah. that we've tried to put behind forty years ago, and they yeah. still haunt us. Mm. So there there was that, but I'm um, also hopefully you know, a sophisticated enough thinker to ask questions. And I did immediately. But part of the the, the vicious attack on homeschooling that was taking mm. on there. Now, homeschooling has experienced a huge resurgence because of COVID. Right. And then d- during the process of COVID, uh, people found out what they were really teaching the kids in a lot of the government schools. Right. And parents were saying, oh, no, 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 you're not doing that. And then homeschool became even more popular. Mm. And um, now I'm seeing, and again, because I've lived as long as I have, I, I see things differently because of the mm. breadth of my experience. I'm seeing now the first waves of a coming tsunami that's coming against homeschooling and parental choice. Mm. And so there is a fundamental belief among the academic elites that the government needs to educate the population for the sake of civilization and the objectives of the government. Mm. And so they should control the curriculum. They should control who succeeds. In the the 90s, there's something called outcome-based education that was largely killed um, by George uh, W. Bush. But um, it, it, it was the idea that you would move kids ahead based on their accomplishment of certain values mm. or or abilities. But when you get into values, 
Hmm. You know, and I was deep in the middle of this because I was getting my doctorate and I was studying it. Yeah. And and there was a lot of problems with that because if you went to church too much, you were probably going to be better. And uh, in, in one of the programs, it was you'd be better off as someone who developed pictures back in those days as the 90s wow. than you would to be somebody who go to medical school. Mm. And it was based on your values, not on your your academic uh, wow. prowess. Wow. So so there's always been this this hatred toward Christian education, homeschool education, and to some extent parental choice mm. for other options in education. Um, we're starting to see academic papers produced out of Harvard and Yale and Princeton and, and the big Ivy League schools attacking. Mm -hmm. So I predict, now I am going to go into prophetic mode, I predict <laughs> that in the next 10 years or so, you're going to see government trying to come in and regulate homeschool education. Uh, right now, they you know they can't, <laughs> they're fighting parental choice, which is yeah. taken on a life of its own. Right. Uh, eventually, when they get beyond that, they'll go after homeschoolers. Mm. And I think parents need to be very, very aware of this. And, and it's not about whether you should or shouldn't home educate. There are some yeah, parents that, that absolutely yeah, yeah, shouldn't. Yeah. It's a matter of, should the government tell you that you can't educate your children the way you right. want them educated? It, it, whether or not you believe that homeschooling is right or wrong for you, we should all say that there is a fundamental freedom of choice that we have to educate our children the way that we believe is best for them, right? Uh, absolutely right. And and the things they do is they bring out, again, the examples of parents who are, you know, not doing the job, who are, yeah. who are and, extremists. And, and that's what this documentary does, right? They, they show, you know, this, again, sexist, you know, girls only allowed to Learn right. up to fractions. Don't they teach them anything. Date, they have to court. Yeah, I mean, yeah. just all kinds of, of just abuses of authority, and and that's not, why, but that's the picture they're painting. Yeah. But it is a tiny, tiny, tiny portion. Yeah. Do not build an argument off of the abuses of that principle, yeah. and that I think is the, the one of the fundamental things that you have to realize. But yeah, there is there's definitely an agenda going on, but at the same time, you know, all right, so let's. Let's finish talking about the agenda. I, I realize we're not we're going to run out of time here, and we'll talk about some other things. Just as Christians, how do we respond and how do we walk through some of these things that we see? But but going back to the agenda issue, what do you what do you what do you what should we as Christians, knowing that that's periphery, um, how do we how do we manage that? How do we walk through that? Yeah, and and I think this is true of everything in our life. You eat the meat and you spit out the bones. Mm. There are some criticisms that are 100% valid, mm -hmm. but don't let other people dictate with their conclusions how you feel about truth. That's right. And 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 things that are a matter of principle. Yeah. And and so just because you it it, it it's it's like some people say, well, you shouldn't be a part of the Republican Party. And I'm by the way, I'm not a Republican, but you shouldn't be part of the Republican Party because of of the white supremacist. You shouldn't be part of the Democratic Party because of Antifa. Yeah. Right. So but that's a tiny fraction of both Republicans and Democrats. Hmm. That isn't it. So people say you shouldn't homeschool because I because Josh uh, <laughs> Duggar was downloading pornography. Um, no, no, yeah. <laughs> that's that's not the issue. And yeah. You can't extrapolate that out. There are some good things about homeschooling and there's some things that you have to you know, we always want to stereotype homeschoolers as some kind of social outcast or whatever. Hmm. And the way they do that is because some homeschool kids are socially maladjusted. Mm. It's not because they don't get enough interaction with other children, because until the, you know the last 150 years, they didn't have school systems the way we do anyway. Right. 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 You, it, it is. It is. They're maladjusted because they're kids. And by the way, 
I taught school. And in every classroom, there were three or four kids that were flat out weird. It's it's like, and I know I've shared this before, but like when when we were thinking about homeschooling our kids, I, I one of the arguments I pushed back against my wife because she was more for it than I was at first. I was just like, I just don't want our kids growing up to be weird because we all knew the weird homeschool families, yeah. right? And many people choose homeschool because their kids are not fitting in yes. in the public and schools. And so, but one of the things my my wife said is the kids are weird because the parents are weird. That's true. <laughs> look at look at them, and I was just like thinking about. It, I was like. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so, so you know, the whole idea is your kids are not going to be weird because they're homeschooled, right? Just understand and, that. And there's, and we ought to probably do an episode sometime on on just the homeschool yeah. thing because we did homeschool for a while and then we chose not to homeschool. But but the reality is, it's nobody's business except mom and dad's because this is not the government's kids. Yeah. We're not co-parenting with the government. Right. They are your children given to you by God. You will stand before God for how you chose to raise them. And therefore the government needs to keep their nose yeah. out of it. End I, of discussion. I, I, I just think the biggest takeaway I think from this first episode is beware of the agenda. Okay. We haven't really gotten to the nitty gritty of everything that the series talked about, but I just think that it's important that you understand that Everyone has any any documentary you ever watch has an agenda. Absolutely. So so be all we're saying is be aware of it. Mm-hmm. Be aware of what what is what are the filmmakers want you to do as a result of this. And that doesn't necessarily mean that that's what God wants you to do as a result of this. Mm-hmm. Be aware of the agenda of the filmmakers. Be aware of and 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 really what we want to do is in the next episode talk through a little bit as a Christian how do you respond to the the whole Duggar thing because yep. I think that there's a there is a Christian response to all these things, but be aware of agendas at all times. I think when you do that, you're able to navigate the emotional responses that you get when you watch those kinds of things. So, all right, this has been a, man, We that time flew by, but uh, <laughs> you know, this has been an interesting conversation. I think a needed conversation because when things like this hit our culture, um, we need to have an answer and we need to have our thinking caps on so that we don't get sucked into the emotion of these stories. So um, thank you again for joining us on Life Talks. We'll talk to you next time. You've been listening to Life Talks. Be sure to hit the subscribe button so you never miss a new episode. Share this podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter to let your friends and family know about Life Talks. We'd love to hear from you as well. So leave a comment and let us know your thoughts on this episode or any other topics we've discussed. The Ministry of Life Fellowship in Cornelius, North Carolina. For more information on Life Talks or Life Fellowship, visit LifeCharlotte.com or you can find us on Facebook at Life Fellowship Charlotte.